Good morning. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every week in this space, I practice my skills of playing keyboard instruments. But there's nothing quite like having to preach a difficult sermon to exercise my skills in the art of procrastination. I'd also like to say that the cleanliness of my condo has benefited greatly from my extensive sermon preparation. Even the junk drawer in the kitchen looks better. It's always hard to talk about painful news, even more so when violence stings across our country. I'm so thankful for the presence of visitors today, and I just want to make a note for you that there's a bit of housekeeping in this sermon, that is, keeping care and love of this family in the house of God. It has been a difficult week since we received word of financial wrongdoing by our former rector. A few years ago, my friend Craig and I traveled to New Zealand and found ourselves in the town of Waitomo, floating on a raft in a cave deep underground. We each had a dim safety light on our hard hats, which provided enough light to see the texture of the rock, but more importantly, gave comfort to us as we drifted further and further from the light of the distant entrance. Our guide eventually suggested we turn off our lights, which I slowly and reluctantly did. And as we plunged into total darkness, I could not even make out my hand in front of my face. We sat and drifted in the thick black night, hearing only the distant sound of rushing water and I began to feel like I wasn't even sure which way was up and which way was out. As our eyes adjusted, we began slowly to notice tiny specks of light coming from glowworms in the ceiling and that light being reflected back to us in the water. The light was there all along but it took giving up our comfort zone to find it. On the road to Jerusalem, with thousands of people traveling to the Passover feast, Jesus meets Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, a man at the bottom of society who not only lived in poverty, but also in total darkness. I'll correct that physical darkness, because as we heard in the gospel, somehow he lived in the light of faith. He had heard the stories of Jesus, and when the disciples drew near, he shouted, Son of David, have mercy on me. The people around him went, Shh, don't bother such an important man. But he persisted, and so Jesus tells his disciples to call on him, 
just as he tells you and me to call on those who we know are in need. Bartimaeus, the blind man living in darkness, tosses his cloak aside, perhaps his only comfort zone, and comes to meet Jesus, the source of all light. The all-powerful meets the powerless, and Jesus asks, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? The parish I previously served in Newport Beach is full of wonderful people, but it also has a history of one awful thing after another. During my 29 years there, I was witness to clergy misconduct involving an affair with a parishioner, another pastor leaving the church with $70,000, and another who coped by drinking more and more. And when that was over, the next pastor was diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor, and the secretary quietly began to forge checks, eventually totaling over $300,000. It was one trauma after another, and it broke one heart after another. One of the many reasons I came to St. Wilfred's was because I was tired of being in it. I wanted to go somewhere where all those things didn't happen anymore. That was absolutely my answer to Jesus asking me, Bill, what can I do for you? So I left one beloved imperfect family of God and came to a new imperfect beloved family of God. It is not a thing I can get away from because it is me. It is us. We're all in it together. In fact, misconduct in life is the reason that we so struggle with each other and the reason that God sent Jesus Christ, fully God and fully us, to earth. It is the reason for the Christian faith, and it is a big part of the reason that we are here today. I preached in this pulpit on August 26th that we are not a perfect people and there is no perfect church, and that is so very true. If you hurt in your heart, then I assure you that you are not alone. The pastors, staff, and beloved souls of this church hurt right along with you. I can't stand here and pretend to know how you feel today. But here are three things that I know about me. It's a mistake for me to think that misconduct couldn't happen to me. The flaw in all of us is our human condition. Our imperfections are severe 
and they are many, but they are no match for the love that God freely gives to us. I need to be held accountable by my faith community and the people right here who love me and expect the best of me. I feel disappointed, confused, and betrayed. But Jesus felt those things on the cross long before I felt them in my heart. God knows exactly the history and people of St. Wilfred's, and yet, somehow, loves everyone involved, wanting healing for everyone who is hurt, for those who are angry, and for those who seek forgiveness. So many years of mistrust and wrongdoing in Newport Beach and in Huntington Beach. And here is what happened at both churches. Thousands of people came and heard that God loves them unconditionally. They came to worship. They came to be held up in prayer. They came to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. They came to eat bread and wine. Babies came to be baptized. Couples came to be joined together in love. Families and friends came to remember their loved ones. The power and movement of God's work on earth does not pause for wrongdoings. It moves in parallel with our need for correction, redemption, and forgiveness. Human and divine, parallel lines of our wrongdoings and God's right actions. Really, it's why we are here today, to join in the dance of our sinful nature and God's insistence on being in relationship with us, not because we always make good decisions, but because God always makes good on his promise to love us without ceasing. I wish I was better. I definitely wish my pastors were better. And I'm guessing that's a pretty common refrain among God's people. We all know that under our smooth exteriors are the cracks of pain, of hurt, and of wrongdoing. And that is exactly where God comes to heal and love you and me. Leonard Cohen sings words of Ernest Hemingway. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Amen.